You are listening to the Conversational Selling Podcast with Nancy Calabrese. Hi, it's Nancy Calabrese, and it's time for Conversational Selling, the podcast where sales leaders and business experts share what's going on in sales and marketing today. And it always starts with the human conversation. Joining us today is Dan King a colleague and co-founder and growth strategist of Fireside Strategic, helping creator CEOs direct their time, energy, and teams towards dramatic growth. There are two types of CEOs. First are engineers who focus on optimizing the assembly line to perfection. In contrast, creator CEOs want to create a significant and profitable business. And for them, business is an extension of self, mission, ideas, and people drive them. They are the world changers, but as Dan states, the thing about creator CEOs is that they are full of ideas, which means the creator and the business simultaneously try to move in many directions. And this is a gift and a curse. On top of all of this, Dan is a recovering lawyer turned sales strategist and executive coach. He built and sold a coaching and recruiting company serving the legal industry. He's coached hundreds of people, including CEOs, members of the US and Canadian militaries and senior politicians. And he also served as an advisor to one of the sharks on the TV show. Dan, your background is really intriguing. We're gonna have a great conversation Welcome to the show. Well, kind of you to say so, Nancy, and always, always happy to be spending time with you. Yeah, well, um, I want to get right into it because, you know, the first thing I think when I think about your background, you've done a little bit of everything. And my, my first question right out of the gate, how do you go from corporate lawyer to coach? Tell us your story. <laughs> not, <laughs> not too unnatural a transition for me, you know. There's so much discussion these days about generalists and specialists. Right. And I, I've long seen myself as a generalist. Now, the reality is that we need to, to solve big problems in the world. I think we need some specialists and we need some generalists. But for me, especially in my 20s, I was very much a generalist. I was interested in a lot of different things. I didn't right. quite know what I wanted to do. And despite having spent seven years becoming a lawyer, I knew deep down there was more satisfaction out there for me. There was more excitement. There was more happiness in my career out there for me. Right. And so it was, it was very much an exploratory journey of trying lots of different things. And mm -hmm. as a generalist, it was quite natural for me to be curious and to explore. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So lawyer to coach to advisor <laughs> on sharks. How did that transition take place? Well, uh, the simple version is that I was actually doing some legal work on the Shark Tank show. So I was working in a very large law firm and the law firm loaned me to work for one of the sharks. And I was doing legal and business analysis for some of the deals that you might have seen on the show. Okay. And so, you know, the, the sharks invest in a bunch of different companies that come on the show. And many of the companies that will get a deal on air don't get a deal off air. So there's a whole due diligence process that requires a lot of legal and business analysis. I wow. did that. And then when deals closed, if they closed, my job would then be to help 
those entrepreneurs grow their companies. And you know what, what really brought coaching into the mix for me was that I noticed, you know, I had to craft all these contracts for these deals. And I noticed that I didn't really care that much if I was being really honest with myself about all these legal problems that I was solving with these contracts. But there was something about these entrepreneurs as people, their leadership challenges, their performance challenges, right. how they execute day to day. That human stuff was much more compelling to me than the legal stuff. That's what planted the seed to explore coaching. Cool. Creator CEO and engineer CEO. I, we touched on it a little bit, but uh, expand. Describe the differences. Yeah. So over at Fireside, the company that I run today, we have a video cast and we've interviewed more than 100 CEOs. So we've started to notice some patterns. Mm-hmm. A big one is that we, we feel there's a spectrum of CEO personality. On one extreme are these creators, another extreme are the engineers. The engineers tend to be these professional CEOs who are really good at optimizing the system to maximize profit, at least in the short term. They tend to care a little less about the mission of the business. For them, it's not as important that this business be contributing to the world in some incredible way, although that's not something Mm -hmm. they're averse to, but they're really focused on the systems, on the assembly lines. Whereas a creator CEO, think of them like Michelangelo, like artist meets CEO. For them, this business has to be a masterpiece. It has to be beautiful. There has to be a mission that's maybe even world-changing. Right. They want to create something meaningful, not just something profitable. So it's a very different psychology, right? A CEO that has that mindset versus yes. this engineering optimizing mindset. So how do you identify one or the other? So their psychological profile is is really a big part of it. And you notice when you spend a lot of time with CEOs, if you really listen between the lines, you see how they speak. Mm-hmm. An engineer CEO is much more likely to be focused. Creator CEO is going to switch from subject to subject. Mm-hmm. Day one, they're going to be talking about their business finances. Day two, you speak to them, they're going to be talking about their growth strategy. Day three, they'll be talking about their employees. They switch, even in the same conversation, from subject to subject. And that's a minority of CEOs, I would say. Most are more of the engineering bent. Okay. When you really listen, you right. really listen between the lines, you'll watch creator CEOs excitedly switch from subject to subject. That's a big tell. Interesting. And you say that the creators are world changers. So uh, whether you're an engineer or a creator, does one tend to um, have more profitability than the other? It's a good question. And I haven't studied it, so I don't know for sure. Both can build very profitable companies. I'll tell you a big thing is that creators are more likely to be founders of businesses, whereas engineer CEOs are more likely to be the professional CEO that comes on after the fact. And so I think it's less about which of them is going to build a more profitable company, although both have advantages and disadvantages. Right. I would say that, you know, a professional CEO is probably better by nature at scaling a company because you need systems to scale. Right but they're going to be less creative and less innovative. So you, you need a lot of both. Just like to, to solve tricky problems, you need right. generalists and specialists. Right. I think you need creator thinking and engineer thinking in the end. Well, you know what is popping in my mind um, internally? Say, for instance, the CEO is creative. 
they should have a leader or maybe correct me if I'm wrong, a, a leader who's more of an engineer to have that balance internally. What are your thoughts on that statement? Yeah. So you will see that make up quite often. You'll see a creator CEO with maybe an engineer COO, right? Yeah. So you look at a lot of COOs, chief operation officers are right. more systems thinkers, more engineers, more assembly line builders. So you absolutely see that duo all the time. And it can be a very effective way to function. Yeah. The problem though, Nancy, I'll tell you one of the problems is that most small businesses may not be able to hire a really high quality professional COO, may not right. be practical for a variety of reasons, or the CEO may not even realize that this is a problem. And so a big part of what we do is we help creator CEOs realize you're by nature not the most focused person mm -hmm. and you can't internally in an organization see your flaws nearly as well as an outside consultant. It's one of the huge, huge reasons businesses that are really serious should often, especially when they hit a growth roadblock, they should hire outside consultants because even if you have a great COO, yeah. you and he or she are going to have your own dynamics. You're not going to be able to see the back of your own hair, but an outside consultant can. <laughs> so you use the word white space. What is that? The, the, the statement white space. Yeah. Most creator CEOs have yet to find the place in the market, the greatest opportunity for them to grow their company the fastest, where they can serve their customers, their end customers most profitably, where they can outshine the competition. For every business, we have found that there is this promised land, this place where they can charge the highest prices, outshine the competition, and where everything just flows, growth becomes much easier. Mm -hmm. So a huge part of what we do for creator CEOs, because they've got eight different ideas, we help them find the one idea, right? That is the white space, the one direction in which they can grow their company fastest and most profitably. Wow. Okay, so uh, again, doing research, I know one of your top skills is sales closing. That is music to my ears. What's your magic sauce in that? So, you know, a huge thing we do, so many of our CEOs, I'm, I'm going to both answer the question and, and just to add a little bit of context there. Okay. CEO, creator CEOs, uh, especially if it's a B2B company, will, will often play a big role in the sales process. And so a big thing I do beyond doing the sales for our company is mm -hmm. I will watch creator CEOs in action and coach them around how they can bring that white space, that fundamental truth as to how they can serve most powerfully to their company's greatest gifts. I help them embody that white space in their sales conversations. I help them talk about the mission that moves them most. Mm -hmm. And so part of the secret to me to selling is to get out of the space of analytically just talking about your widget or your, your features and your benefits. You got to inspire people. You got to make customers, whether you're, whether you're pitching to a customer, to a potential investor, to right. a potential employee to join your team, you got to inspire them to join a movement. That's powerful. We all want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And right. just talking at the levels of features and benefits and analytically talking about the problems you're going to solve. Yeah, you got to do that. But that's right. not enough. People want to be inspired. They want to join a movement. And right. so that, that's one huge piece that I bring to, to the sales I do and the sales coaching I do. 
And then the second thing that I'd emphasize is presence. So this is going to, can I get a little woo-woo on you, Nancy? Love it. Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm a high woo person. Perfect. <laughs> so our bodies are like radio transmitters. Even over Zoom, there is an energy that if you're paying attention, there's an energy that everyone gives off. There are ways in which we communicate beyond the voice. There are two basic kinds of energies that we all bring to most conversations, especially psychologically charged conversations like sales. Okay. There's what I call an upper energy, and then there's what I call a lower energy. Maybe you can even hear the variety in my voice as I've spoken these last couple of sentences. Yes. The upper energy is more flighty. It's a little more excitable. Yeah. It's what you use when you're inspiring people to join a movement. But there's also a lower energy. I can feel my feet against the ground right now. Mm -hmm. You notice how my sentences are ending with periods, not exclamation marks. Yes. There is a solidity to my presence, my energy, and my voice right now. Because right. I switched from the upper energy to the lower energy. Yep. Now, you could do it deliberately because you're very aware of it. But, uh, again, we could go on about tonality and voice and how important it is in human conversation, period. Right? Uh, I think it, it, my feeling is an inspiring leader will have more upper in, you know, in conversation. But when they mean business and have to get down to brass tacks, yeah. It's probably lower. Am I right or wrong? On, you bang know, on. Bang on. And I'm going to give the audience one quick way that they can practice this if they want to. Yeah. If you have a standing desk mm -hmm. or you speak on the phone, you can stand up and you're going to project more upper energy. If you yep. want to project more lower energy, right now I'm sitting and I can feel my feet rooted to the ground. Mm -hmm. I'm projecting more lower energy right now. So just by standing up or sitting down, you can radically change the other person's experience of you. And the fundamental reason people make decisions like a buying decision or an right. investing decision is because of how you make them feel. Don't think that it's the logic or the analysis. People right. are emotional creatures. And so you can totally change how someone feels on the basis of the energy you project, upper or lower. Yep. Well, what that ties in with mirroring and matching, right? Because it's all about them. And so um, it's understanding their speech pattern and matching their style of communication, using words that would come naturally out of their mouths that also pull prospects into the conversation. At least that's been my experience too. Mm -hmm. I think there's a really interesting conversation on how much to match a mirror versus how much to lead. Okay. And this ah. one I've a little less about, right? Okay. Than you have perhaps. But I think there's a really interesting exploration of, well, how much should we be matching the other person versus how much should we be leading the conversation in the direction we would like it to go? And I think that there's a way that you can listen extremely deeply really understand empathetically where someone is, but also lead the conversation in the direction that you think is most mutually profitable. And I, I absolutely agree with that. I, I, uh, you know, in what, what we do here um, in our training each week is 
first to identify what their communication style is like. But mm. when we do that, we move into, okay, let them talk. They're going to be talking 70-30. So we have to listen deeply and then ask questions that will still elicit the information that we need for, um, you know, to help move the conversation along. Mm. Um, I think uh, you and I are going to have some interesting discussions. We could sidebar it. Um, what do you want me to spotlight for you? Well, I really appreciate the question. You know, I, I think the biggest thing is for business owners who are at a point where their company is growing, they're doing well, but they want more. They have this nagging sense that the company could grow more, it could grow more easily. Right. You're probably right. It's true. Your company could grow more. It could flow. The process of growing the business doesn't have to feel arduous. Right. And so if you want it to be easier, if you want it to be less painful, reach out to us, have a conversation. If you're, if you're doing at least $2 million and you resonate with this description of being a creator CEO, you want, yeah. your, want growth to flow, reach out to us. We have space for a, a couple more clients at this point. And there's a real opportunity for 2022 to be the yeah. year where you can have it all, where you can grow you can grow easily. You can also build a great life for yourself and your team. You can do yeah. all of those things. That's really awesome. Um, and, and how can they find you? So if they go to firesidestrategic.com, yep. they can learn a little bit more about us. And there's a, an application button on the homepage. All you got to do is just click on apply to work with us. Right. And you can fill out a form and, and that'll help us begin the process of determining whether okay. we might be a fit. Okay, cool. Um, last question, and we'll have to wrap it up. Tell me something true that almost nobody agrees with you on. Mm. Most of the CEOs we work with when we first meet them mm -hmm. disagree with the idea that they should be working fewer hours. This is a big thing in business. Okay. We, you know, we talk about how do we grow our business most effectively. We got to use our energy well. And a vast majority of CEOs, especially the creator types, are they're ambitious, so they're working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And their business, part of what they need to do, in my view, most of the time, in order to grow their business more effectively and live the life they actually want, is to slow down, slow the hell down, get a grip on all of the chaos of business ownership and business management. Right. and work fewer hours, commit to working fewer hours and freeing up space to breathe. <laughs> I'm all for that, Dan. <laughs> hey. um, I don't know anybody that would really say no to that. So I, I really want to thank you for sharing your expertise and thank you all for listening out there. And, you know, hear ye, hear ye, calling all creative CEOs, do what Dan suggests reach out to him to discover your white space. Have a fantastic sales day, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Dan, I hope you come back. Thank you so, so much, Nancy. Always so much fun. The Conversational Selling Podcast is sponsored by One of a Kind Sales. If you are frustrated that you don't have enough leads or your sales team complains that they just don't have enough time to prospect, we can help. 
to work with Nancy and her team to help you manage your sales team, install her proven outbound sales process, and create more bottom line results. Email her now at nancy at oneofakindsales.com. To learn more about Nancy and her outbound sales secrets, grab your free copy of her book, The Inside Sales Solution, at oneofakindsales.com forward slash book.